It's happening, Paul. I told you it would happen. <laughs> They're taking over. No! <laughs> They're assimilating us. Hello, and welcome to Shut Up and Take My One Good Thing. <laughs> oh, that's so nice of you. Thank and you. And also just sounds pretty naughty. <laughs> Shut up and take my one good one thing. thing. It's the only good thing about Everything me. Everything else is shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guess what that thing is. <laughs> Terrible personality, but good in bed. How you doing? My penis is stable, but intermittent. <laughs> Now, we don't have the setup for that joke, so it's just a, a confession <laughs> from you now. It's a pretty good dick, though. One that's stable, but intimate. That's what I thought. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. Gives you room to grow. <laughs> Depends how predictable it is. There's definitely room to grow. That says almost everything out loud. Even this. I'm Paul Salt. I'm one good thing host Paul Goodman. And they're back again. Firstly, for Blood and Spines, it's Baby Beard Media. Introduce each one of yourself once. I'm Ellen. I'm Phil. I'm Sean. Nicely done. Good. Hello. Hi. Hi. Aren't they good listeners at home? <laughs> Thanks. We've been we've been at it for a while. Today they've insisted that we return to the dense jungle to be hunted by the predator. Predators just don't sit around making hats out of rib cages. They conquered space. But that's not what's on the horizon. Should I be worried? Rally. I think you know what is on the ship. <laughs> the ultimate predators. Is it called The Predator because there's only one predator in it? No, it's more like a fuck you to Robert Rodriguez, I think. <laughs> mm, yeah. Which, to be honest, having recently seen Elisa Battle Angel, I'm not entirely against. Oof, that bad, huh? If it could have been fully called The Predator, colon, you can't just coast on Avatar for the rest of your life, James Cameron. <laughs> that would have been, that'd have been complete. Brilliant. The Predator and the other one and his pets. And maybe friends and pals. Predator and friends. I love it. <laughs> Perfect. Do, 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 no, do, no. Do, 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 do. Predator and pals. Predator pals. Predator pals. <laughs> the film is Shane Black's 2018 entry to the Predator franchise and was received by critics like a spike up the man. Josh Larson, <laughs> at Larson on film, it's a tough gig to get, said Boyd Holbrook, a Garrett Hedlund Charlie Hunnam hybrid, that's the blandest thing I've ever fucking imagined. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at least delivers the tough what. The tough guy one-liners. Don't put two hyphenated words next to each other, you fucking <laughs> Larson on film. I mean, one-liner shouldn't even be hyphenated. That's not how that works. Maybe Can you hyphenate two hyphenated uh, terms together if you are doing such a thing? I mean, one-liner would have to be modifying something else to be hyphenated. This is awful. It's just, <laughs> just, 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 bo- just utter uh, bullshit. As someone who studied linguistics, I really enjoy this. Hey, this is the standard you expect with Larson on film. At least deliver that that all that all of that thing I just said. At least delivers the tough guy one-liners Black specializes in with the right combination of sincerity and bemusement. There's a lot of alarming, contradictory concepts there of sincerity and bemusement. Yeah. Also, does also I he? disagree with everything. I very that much I just disagree. Said. Yeah. Well, let's all avoid Larson on film. Okay. <laughs> Forget about him. Let's hear from a proper film critic, a real legend of cinematic interpretation. Paul Salt at Screen Mayhem said, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here we go. In his review, 
entitled The Chopper Left a Long Time Ago. Nice! (laughs) 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 Is there a a film review Oscars? Because there needs to be, just for that. (laughs) Yeah, what a brilliant title. I bet he's wonderful in (laughs) that. He says... Unusually, for a Shane Black film, very little time is spent on character. Everyone is whip-smart and cool as ice, with varying degrees of conviction, making the characters largely interchangeable. McKenna later reminisces about his squad of misfits, saying, These are the ones no one will remember. He was right. (laughs) Take that! Oh, you did a self-burn! Come on! You used the fucking (laughs) film against the film, it's... ah. You should be a writer, Paul. Paul Sol, he knows what's up. I say this here more. I didn't need to rewatch this fucking thing as the pain of it. I could have just read <laughs> yes. that review. I'd feel the same way. <laughs> oh, God. Well, the public liked it well enough, it seems. It made twice its budget, so probably broke even when marketing is considered oh. because of the magic of Hollywood. Aww. Now, I assume this guy's name is Chris Stanway, but I've written it Christ, so I'm going to stick with Christ. it. Christ. Christ Stanway at Amazon. <laughs> I think this film is suffering from the same kind of problems that Star Wars films have. The fans are watching something new through rose-tinted... No, no. Don't try and get me for my love of The Last Jedi. This is not a comparable situation. <laughs> Last Jedi's great. People are dumb. Predators is bad. People are dumb. This film is definitely not pushing the leftist, pro- like, the leftist <laughs> no, no. agenda. Sadly. I wish it were. Typical virtue signaling predator race. <laughs> <laughs> Hybridization is just another word for intersectionality. Only the chads survive. <laughs> He's here looking for an ally. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that this next guy, his name is James, but I have written it as Christ again, so I'll stick with it. <laughs> Christ at Amazon. Fuck, Paul Salt's good. <laughs> Christ at Amazon said, whoever conceived the idea of making this a comedy was so far off the mark, it's unbelievable. I'm so disappointed it's unbelievable. <laughs> this movie is worse than I could have imagined. Well, you seem to have a fairly limited imagination. <laughs> he's, he's very incredulous, isn't yeah. he? <laughs> Just like came down for the second coming. Was like, oh, let's let's see a movie before we yeah. we, <laughs> we kick this before we kick this off proper. Sees the predator. Was like, what? What? I, I unbelievable. Left you, I left you alone for what? Like for the few thousand years. I can't, I can't. I was gonna save you all, but now you can fuck off. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks, Shane Black. Oh. Okay, so Paul and members of Baby Beard Media, you beautiful motherfuckers. Good day. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> What's one thing about The Predator that made you want to change your name from Gaylord to Nebraska? The the complete lack of tension at any <laughs> point in the film. Four words. Tourette's, gaslighting, disability jokes. That's why. Also, you have characters. Annoyingly, I hate that this is a, a trope for comedy, like uh, pointing out meta humor. But then they just go back on themselves anyway. It's like it's like it's just like a cornucopia of dick. <laughs> I hate wow. it. Wow. <laughs> It's that so far up its own asshole that it can't even like tell what's a joke and what's not, <laughs> and like okay. what's a what's subversive. Okay, leave some for the rest of the hour. So, leave some uh, for the rest no, of the sorry, hour. Sorry. Turn this around to the plot description. Mike. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's let's all climb up its own asshole and really examine what went wrong here. So, <laughs> and I really fucking hate to pull this ripcord. I'm very afraid, but somebody or everybody, tell me what happens in the Predator. Oh, I'll be the first to climb out of this asshole. <laughs> Into? No, stay in the asshole. No. Otherwise, you can't talk. Look, I'm going to poke my head <laughs> out. <laughs> and it goes. I'll see what it's like, and you guys can follow me when it's done. 
<laughs> Long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It's not the last no. Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I, as of now, I am calling them Rogue Predator and Uber Predator. Okay. That makes sense. How we designate them from now on. Uber Predator's following Rogue Predator. Rogue Predator has the ability to jump through space, and so does so. Uber Predator also has this ability, decides not to, decides to go get some petrol or fucking something to give Rogue <laughs> Predator some time to Well, maybe he had another lift he had to go pick up. <laughs> so, Uber good. joke. <laughs> Rogue Predator crash lands to Earth, takes several hours to crash once hitting the atmosphere, and during that time we get introduced to our very charismatic lead. Captain Quinn McKenna. Two morons really making bets on whether a drug cartel has executed these hostages. Absolutely. That was implied, yeah. Just check. I'm in for two of them. When the thing is flying through space, the uh, camera dwells for a little bit on a pod inside of his ship. Oh, yes. Ooh, I, I wonder, wonder if that has some sort of special thing inside of it. <laughs> Maybe a certain character from the original franchise who's recently gotten back into acting, but let's not spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that plays out later. Also, this opening looks like it's from fucking 2003 like best year yeah <laughs> good year for film uh fine vintage for cgi mckenna our hero uh has uh, his his first face off with rogue predator and you know that goes about as well as one might expect he discovers some alien tech decides to put his hands all over the alien goo the, the blood because you Sniff know it. surely you're not trained against you know Dealing with that sort of shit, right? Absolutely no, you, not. You, you stick your you stick your fingers yeah. in it. Yeah, give right. it a little rubby rub. Yeah. Put it under your schnoz. <laughs> Learn that in the army. It's honestly never come up. Well, is it like in <laughs> is it like in cop shows? How this is not how any cop would. Ever oh, they always acted. dab it. Yeah. They in the always tongue. dab the cocaine and lick it. <laughs> I was I was honestly <laughs> expecting him to do that. I was like, is he gonna is he gonna dab it on it's his tongue? It's predator blood. <laughs> you, have, you have no way of knowing that. It seems the predator, rogue predator, having crash land. Is already skinning people and stringing them up. Yeah. yeah. That's just like his method of dealing with stress. <laughs> and he decides. Like, oh, that crash was a bit something. I need to ground myself. Like, oh, it's, oh, it's raining here. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Predator umbrella. He made a little umbrella. <laughs> yeah. I can I can justify every death that the rogue predator gives out to everyone except the ori- the first few people. Maybe he's like uh, Alcoholics Anonymous kind of thing. Like he he, he knows he has he's a got problem. His, break the his chip and he's just like, oh Hi. damn it! I'm I'm, uh, I'm George. I'm a predator. I have to kill things. Do you think maybe he killed it like on impact? Like and and he was just like oh this oh is might as well string him up so nobody would trip over it. Might <laughs> might as well skin him and fuck him. <laughs> Um, he also manages to take off his helmet and uh, and wrist thingy. Gauntlets. Uh, yes, um, in the crash. We'll talk about that later. Uh, and, and instead of getting those on before going predating. 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 This is way older than you think this is. <laughs> Something flies out of this gauntlet and cuts a man oh, in yes. half. <laughs> and another thing comes out of this gauntlet, and uh, our main character thinks, "Yes, yeah, I'll eat it." Oh yes, yeah, that was my note. What if poop? <laughs> <laughs> what? Why would you eat it? Does that come what, up again? What about when you poop it <laughs> out? Wait, no, he, poop, he poops it out much later. Yeah, and that yeah. and that doesn't happen yet. <laughs> um, yeah, never mind how many days have passed since he did that. So ostensibly, he had to <laughs> yeah. do it, shit it out, pick it out again, and go. All right, two's a good one. Will Traeger is who we're introduced to next. The First of several villains in the piece. Remember, the lot, the fast, and fucking you up their idea of tourism. Do you know he's a villain? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not because he's eating an apple, because he's just 
chewing on some. It's nicotine. Nicotine. It's, it's like nicotine gum. It's like a lot of it. Yeah, a, a lot, a lot. So 2018 apple. <laughs> <laughs> so Traeger is on the hunt for Quinn. Quinn has this technology at his disposal, and he wants to have evidence of it. So he mails it off to his own a personal PO box. We have Rory in the classroom. Rory has uh, what can playfully be considered Hollywood autism. Yeah. He's being bugged by Hollywood bullies. Yeah. yeah. Yes. By he's Stephen just King a, bullies. He's a savant, really, with none of the other characteristics of... Oh, he doesn't he like doesn't loud like... noises. That's he the thing that auti- in, autism... Uh, this being yeah, well, yes. that's what I was yes. going to say. He, stu- he stops yes. being traditionally autistic, like, halfway, halfway through. through the film. So just remember at the beginning, he doesn't like loud noises. Somewhere around the point where his um, autism, which might be characterized as a condition in which people experience um, difficulties in social inter- social interaction around the point where he feels comfortable saying one-liners to terrifying strangers this <laughs> yes, does yes. lose some of its <laughs> realism uh, I, I want to highlight in that scene um, the thing that sets off his his, um, uh, his temporary autism is that the fire alarm gets pulled uh, and the teacher just leaves the classroom, yeah. assuming that he has all of the students. But I also didn't... <laughs> One, two, three, four, ah, fuck it. <laughs> when we have a drill, it's like you get all the students lined up. You have up. to wear a fucking high-vis vest. If you have a kid that has autism as well, yes, maybe you, you check have them extra first. care. <laughs> this is basically the youth wing of uh, uh, Professor X's mansion. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure these kids can find their own way. We're introduced to the other female character with dialogue, which is Emily McKenna. Uh, a good use of your Yvonne Strahovski for the rest of the films. Great. Yvonne Strahovski. Hotski uh, more like. See, oh, <laughs> I can do puns too, Ellen. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Why is it just me? <laughs> Everyone does puns. It's the Peter Stormare will always live in infamy. Always, yeah, yeah live in inf my face. <laughs> oh fuck me! Oh, Come on, God. let's move on. Olivia Munn. That'd yes, be great. We have to move on. No, no, no. We're missing oh. a piece of information. <laughs> is that the package that are? Uh, uh, Quinn McKenna had decided to go to the PO boxes, actually going to his actual house, oh, no. which has Rory and Emily, uh, yes. his ex-wife, there. We then smashed cut to a very weird introduction to Casey Brackett, um, and she is a evolutionary biologist, and that's all you need to know about her for the rest of the film. Yep, and she's standing in a park <laughs> with a dog, <laughs> awkwardly. And the FBI come up, and they're like, hey, you've got to come with us. Don't worry, my agent will look after the dog. And it's like, who's the agent who has to look after the dog? <laughs> Whose job is that? He is the luckiest man in this film. <laughs> That's true. He went to a Dairy Queen. <laughs> it's great. He had three coffees. Everyone else got murdered. He just got to hang out with a dog for the whole film. <laughs> it should have kept cutting back to him. Just like He should be the Rosencrantz and Gilderstone of this film. <laughs> 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 McKenna gets placed onto a, a a bus that is going to take him to prison, but then we get to meet the ragtag group of bastards, oh, which includes Captain Boomerang, which includes uh, <laughs> Greyjoy, the Irish magician. Fuck, he's a magician. Nettles, the religious one that currently has two legs. <laughs> yep. Baxley, the Punisher with Tourette's. Coil, which is humorless key with the humor peeled away. And Gay Lord Nebraska Williams, the BBF with a funny first name. Um, There's a couple of things I'd like to touch upon that happens to Olivia Munn at this stage. First of all, she experiences a visual cue from The Dark Knight Rises, which I'm describing as the Roomavator. The room that looks like a room, but is actually an elevator. Oh, Oh, yeah. Patent pending. And then the next thing that gets you into the secret base is a plot device that gets the main female character naked. As quickly yes. as possible. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta get yeah. them titties out. Otherwise, how? what's the point yeah. of having a woman? Yeah. 
How would so, you know they're a woman unless they're naked at least three <laughs> times? We also got Jake Busey's titties. So yeah, something for everyone. Yeah. And we've been asking for so long. Worth noticing, <laughs> Jake um, worth noticing by the way, that Jake Busey is act- obviously while being Gary Busey's son is also the son of Gary Busey's character in Predator 2. Oh. Which is very clever. Oh, is that true? Clever. Yes, is that absolutely oh, okay. true? Yeah. They introduced the goofiest science team ever. We've been aware of the Predator for 20 years. Do you reckon it needs any more restraints than what oh, it's got currently? No. Yeah, that's pretty good. You know what they strong. should do? They should tie down each of his individual dreads. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be some great slapstick. <laughs> At this stage, the Predator wakes up and breaks free and murders everyone in the room. Sure does. Olivia Munn has, has the great idea to maybe speak to the guy who first saw it, and they're like, Hey, we never thought of that. We never thought of that. <laughs> they state specifically that he knows something, and then they, then they don't think to ask him about it. Oh my god! So rogue rogue predator breaks out, uh, and a bracket uh, very handily keeps up with the predator. Oh yeah! While this is happening, the the newly coined loonies break out. They all escape from the uh, the bus, and that allows both Olivia Munn and the loonies to congregate together and and complete. Their group that will be with each other for the rest of the film for no discernible reason. Yes. Yeah. She shoots herself on the foot with a dart. Comedy. Yeah. Well, you know, bloody woman. (laughs) She ends up unconscious. They take her back to, after failing to capture Rogue Predator, they go back to a hotel Mm. room where they leave Olivia Mum with... uh, Olivia Olivia Mum. (laughs) Yeah. They leave Olivia Mum with... um, (laughs) I Olivia Mum, Paul. (laughs) They leave her with the soldiers. McKenna asks um, his new best friend. Hey, uh, you think she's safe in there with them? The girl? They're soldiers, man. Sleepy ladies? Nah, man. Oh, yeah, because the US military famously doesn't have a sexual <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. problem. There have been a whole bunch of surveys and scandals and controversies over the last 10 years, all of which say it's not a problem. <laughs> also, they clearly don't know how to interact with a fucking woman because they build... It's basically like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> yeah. as, as she's sleeping, they're like, what is this fragile creature? We must build a shrine to her. And they're leaving her all these objects and they're like, oh, oh, does she need different lady Espresso? <laughs> What, does she eat the same food we do? What what do we do with the woman's? Like, it's so stupid. They're all grown men. Something occurred to me at this stage, which is, huh, that was an odd line. Weirdly sort of pro-military. Hang on a minute. There's been an awful lot of military equipment and uniforms and stuff around the place at this stage. Uh, I reckon that a recruitment bloke probably got a look over the script before shooting started. All of the soldiers take some time out to laugh at a terrified woman and her genuinely fearful reactions of being in a room full of men she doesn't know. I said it's okay. Oh yes, God, she goes yeah. to shoot them and they're like <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, these broads uh, she has no yeah. idea where she is, brilliant. Uh. <laughs> we also what follows is a really just like oh fuck you. If there is a guy that has Tourette's yeah, it's and funny. the first thing you said to Quinn McKenna when he came on the bus, before Punisher even said anything, you said, this guy has Tourette's. But no, the second there is any sort of misunderstanding between Olivia Munn and Tourette's, you not only do not inform her of the Tourette's, all of you gaslight her. Yeah. <coughs> eat your pussy. Wait, what? How you doing? No, you just said eat your pussy. 
Hey, no, 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 you said eat my pussy. What the fuck is wrong with I that? Said, I said you're pushy. You said you're pushy. No, you no, said eat no. your pussy. I said sheesh, you're pushy. No, you said eat pushy. my pussy. No, that's what he said. I heard it. He's incessantly. Yeah. It's comedy. God, what's it, what do, why do you guys hate jokes? <laughs> is it worth just dropping in briefly that only about 10% of Tourette's syndrome uh, people who yeah, experience yeah. it experience coprolalia? Which, incidentally, I love as a as a term for this, coprolalia, which is Latin for shit-talking. Am I right in thinking that Shane Black has Tourette's? Does, Does he? he? Please tell me that so, he doesn't. Yeah. Well, he, he handled that flawlessly. Quinn McKenna moves on by going back to his ex's household, um, Emily, and lets her know that her son's in danger, brings the whole loonies together, more awkward humour. It's not fucking humour. Fuck you all if you think it is. It's not. Where is the son? Where's he gone? Oh, he's it, it's a Halloween movie, remember? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah not a Christmas movie. Shane Black is eager to point out. Um, and during this time, uh, um, the only monologue that um, Emily gets is to rattle off her husband's accomplishment. Yeah. He supervised 23 close precision engagements across five continents, and he has 13 confirmed kills. And he is one of only 14 captains in the armed forces to ever receive a Distinguished Service Medal and the Silver Star. So he might be a lousy husband, but he is a good soldier. Her ex-husband. Fuck yeah. Ex Ex-husband's accomplishments. It's almost like it came from a script and she didn't really put much thought into it. She's not really, you know, she's just really kind of uh, playing along because this film has given her nothing to do. It's almost like the only other dialogue she had was left on the cutting room floor in a deleted scene. And also, even then, it wasn't that good. No, it wasn't. (laughs) Says the kiddo on his own, doing Halloween unsupervised. Yes, oh my God. I do not believe Yvonne Stravinsky would like... Send her child <laughs> off. She was busy learning Boyd Holbrook's biography. <laughs> also, she leaves a note for him that says, if you touch, if you do anything, I will cut you. Like, and we've said, you know, being on the spectrum traditionally means that you don't, that you interpret things quite literally. So she's left a note saying, I will cut you. And then she's also just left him to go off. To wander the streets. Halloween, <laughs> unsupervised. How long is that kid at home alone anyway? If she's leaving notes for him and stuff. Yeah, she, all like, the time. <laughs> is she ever home for him? <laughs> no. And she, he's even expressed that he has bullies. Look, I'm going to call it. She's a bad mom. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I mean, I mean, he's also a bad dad. No, he kills people so people can be mailmen. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yes, that's right. So you specifically can be a fucking posty he's a hero he's a literal hero yeah. like paul salt film critic <laughs> so uh rory goes trick-or-treating um one of the households doesn't quite accept that decides to throw something at him from a second uh story balcony a cupcake a cupcake yep. and then rory gets the first Oof. of what will be many traumatizing experiences when he straight up kills them oh, yeah. not yeah. explodes that guy. explodes <laughs> him into pieces <laughs> yeah there's no survivors no. That whole house is disintegrated. There's not even any dental records in which to identify the body. <laughs> like, that that dude's fucked. Mm, gone. <laughs> and, like, the fact that he tries to scare the bullies off with the helmet means he knows it was him. Like, Yeah, that's aware. true. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I did that. That's not going to have any ramifications later in life. Also, he doesn't react to the um the explosion. No. Like, he, it's like not a, a badass. Not all loud noises, though. Yeah, he's <laughs> he not how mine. Not how autism works. Maybe the helmet... Because the predators never react to explosions, so maybe the predator pipes in some really calming jazz whenever there's an explosion. <laughs> <laughs> Rory goes to the one place that makes him feel safe. Um, a couple of things are going to happen. Rory goes to a park that makes him feel safe. Nebraska steals a cop car with uh-huh. ease, and the predator dogs appear. The predator, which is also now a tracker, and takes its predator dogs, which look like predators, which means they are a predator or... A... You know how sometimes people look like their dogs? <laughs> no. It's like that. He used to be a normal guy until he got that fucking dog. 
if you, if you see a, if you see a skinless, skinless naked Sean on four legs yeah. following me around, then we can talk. Yeah, that's the dog that you will adopt one day, Sean. Don't fight it. <laughs> they end up in a school. They have a fight. That rogue, rogue predator is there, and then also uber predator is there, and they fight. Rogue predator then is killed by uber predator, and uber predator just sort of tears out his mm. spines. And look, a spine isn't mm. that easy to just tear out, even on a predator. <laughs> It took Predator 87 a while to do it. It was his whole afternoon. <laughs> like, all the while that Dutch this one. was, yeah. like, putting all those traps together, all that Predator 87 was doing was taking that spine out. It took <laughs> fucking ages. It really is. Like, if you've ever deboned a fish, it's like, yeah, it's tough, yeah. <laughs> He cared about his craft. My next note is that they end up at this weird farm, at which point Olivia Munn describes that um, autism might be the next stage in the auto- in this sort of human evolution. Um, yeah, which sure, why not? If, if uh, human beings having really severe social issues is the next stage of human evolution, then I'm okay with that. <laughs> You're doing we're, well. We're You're, ahead. You're ahead of the curve. We're pretty much already there, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Facebook and Twitter are, are that exist to push us into that next stage. Nice, yeah. nice. I'm glad. Oh, fuck. They're the catalyst. The prophecy's coming true. <laughs> I've got to go. <laughs> they go to the farm. They hang out there for a while. Traeger eventually finds them there. They get interrogated. Through that time, through the miracle of Hollywood autism, the son, <laughs> Rory, makes complete accurate drawings of exactly where the spaceship is going to be, which is discovered by Traeger and the Uber Predator. And then because Traeger then takes Rory away to find the spaceship, because he knows he'll need Hollywood autism... Um, the yeah. good guys then steal a helicopter. They do, off screen. They're just about to kill McKenna. And um, he says, yeah, you know what your mistake was, though? What's that? You made me lie to my son. Oh, well, let's just let's just kill him. No, 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 I think he's setting something up. What what, what lie? What was the lie that we made you tell <laughs> No, don't I shoot him yet. Let, what, let's hear him out. <laughs> <laughs> One other thing, which is that um, at some stage it gets said that the Predators have brought a gift for the human race. Oh! What's that? Could it be a 1980s action star who's recently started acting again? Who's in that pod from earlier? Ooh, let's find out. No, it can't be. Brackett manages to show that she can both pick locks and operate grenades. Uh, Fine, I guess. (laughs) Look, everybody raise their hands who studied evolutionary biology here. None of you, that's what I thought. Lock picking and grenades, all of it. (laughs) Um, I think it's very well worth mentioning is as a film, you cannot bring up a joke about someone being retarded call that out as a word that you should not use and then follow up by making the joke anyway that does not absolve you from making that sort of word choice and joke no it's I a terrible it does handling it's like no it's, it's a bold new movement because imagine this imagine having a cake right having it <laughs> but what do you also, do with that cake then you get the idea <laughs> i mean you can literally physically have your cake and eat it it's a very misguided problem <laughs> But once you've yeah, eaten it, why am I buying a cake if not to fucking eat it? Or how do I eat it, it not... without having it? <laughs> I blame society, honestly. <laughs> Therefore, I should be able to make as many R-word jokes as I like. So Yeah, let's all do that. <laughs> um, so, everyone then congregates where the uh, rogue Batman's spaceship is. Because Rory has autism, he knows how all alien tech works and so is able to get into the ship, which is fine. The loonies descend upon the ship. There's a big, big, long shootout. Uh, You know, once again, there's a traumatic experience where Rory sees a guy killed right in front of him, but his dad makes a quip Mm. about it, so it's it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's all a game. Human life is a game. As long as it's not fire alarms. 
<laughs> and he doesn't play first-person shooters or any violent video games. <laughs> or listen to the rap. That's the real, yeah, that's yeah. the real yeah. villain here. <laughs> At some point, Jacob Tremblay gets put inside of a pod, um, and I make the note, ah, so the pods are usually made to contain people, are they? Oh. <laughs> I hope that doesn't come up later. I hope you're not Shane disappointed, Black. Paul. <laughs> They're going to be so I'm disappointed sure when Adrian be. Brody steps out. <laughs> that would have been better. That would have been better than what they did. So Uber Predator shows up, wrecks house, Irish guy dies, presumably. You don't see it, but let's just assume that, you know, the magician's disappeared. He, he got his arm shot off. You don't live through that. We finally decide that we're going to get to what makes the Predator series great. is a whole bunch of people running away from a predator in the middle of a jungle. It's sort of a, a forest. Yeah, forest. No, it's not really a jungle. Uh, I, think totally I think I'm, I'm, not, you remember I'm trees? not seeing the forest for the trees. Oh, oh look at this now. Oh. Look what happened there. They all go into the forest. We set up that, you know, the payoff of this movie is going to be when Traeger and McKenna finally get to hash yeah. out their problem. Everyone goes into the forest and the predator starts to attack them all. At this point, Traeger uh, dies. Did you miss it? Uh, we did. Uh, we did the really? very first time in the cinema. I missed it. this. I, I did not see Traeger die. So they set the Predator on fire at some point in this fight. Yes. In which case, that's when the Punisher jumps, jumps on. on him. He's already on fire, but no, it's time to go melee. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one, you know, get I him gotta, when he's off guard. I got to punch through the fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Predators Why? Aren't, predators aren't expecting melee attacks when they're on fire. <laughs> So not only does not only does both Greyjoy and the Punisher get mortally wounded without counting down. Uh, not Greyjoy. Greyjoy's already dead. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Greyjoy's already Key. dead. Coil. Oh, it's Key. Key. Yeah. So Coil. Key and the Predator, without counting down, without any sort of indication, they both shoot each other at exactly the same time. Don't miss and murder each other. It's fine. Don't think uh, about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not Beautiful even moments. a headshot, which would be like definite. It's like. Through the chest, right? Yeah, imagine if they yeah. shot and one of them was like, oh. oh. Can, you, can, you, so can you do that again? We are please? seeing throughout the film, we are establishing that the, the specific things that soldiers are trained for sticking fingers in green goo? No, it's not, not a thing. Shooting each other at the exact <laughs> same time? Yes. Just randomly, yes. inexplicably yes. getting vehicles, weapons. <laughs> you can. Uh, <laughs> special access. You can only try the. the yeah, you got to have your priorities, Paul. Yeah. And you can only try the shooting thing once, though, so yeah. you can't really practice. <laughs> got got um, a so woman. The main... Put her to sleep. Give her an espresso. Give her an unloaded gun. <laughs> See what happens. The main twist of the film occurs when we realise that the McKenna that the predator was after was not the big McKenna. It was the small McKenna. Whoa. He wants his autism for himself. <laughs> Little McKenna gets Mini taken. McKenna. Mini yeah. McKenna. Mini McKenna gets taken by <laughs> Uber Predator. And they're about to take off on the ship when everyone that's left except the woman decides to jump, jump on, on the top. ship. Oh, but not all of them voluntarily. Voluntar- fuck me. Voluntarily. 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 I blame society. <laughs> As a religious man who currently has two legs is thrown onto the ship. Oh, no. I forgot about that. That makes what's about to happen so much worse. (laughs) (laughs) So Nebraska is directly responsible for the fact that once the force fields come up, three things happen. Number one, Holbrook decides to go under the shields. Smart man. That's smart. Mm. Number two, Nebraska decides to jump on top of the shields. Less smart. And Nettles then, And then Nettles decides to do neither of those things He's, he's agnostic about it Right <laughs> Pick a side <laughs> Fulfills his uh, I'm out guys thanks <laughs> And gets like, cut off at the Pretty much the waist and then slips oh, off Oh no it's like um below the knee 
It's, so a, bit, he, it's a bit higher than the It's technicality, no, guys. It's, like, it's really no it's boring. Like, it's definitely, definitely higher than... That was the last we heard of the Daddy's baby beard crew. <laughs> I have watched this twice. Let's just fade them out here and it just goes back to you and me. <laughs> and then Nebraska. Nebraska fulfills his whole film arc. He wanted to commit suicide. He commits suicide. <laughs> Yay. So they managed to get, uh, to get it down to its last bit of health. <laughs> And now it's time, as we all know, for a good old-fashioned 80s one-liner before he kills him. Oh, what's it going to be? The original's such a classic. He's like, What are you? Shut the fuck up. It's meant to be a callback, because the line's used about two other places in the film. That classic line. That fucking zinger. My issue with this scene is more to do with the way the, the uber-predator loves to pull people in half, spike them the moment he sees them, or, or blow them up or, or shoot them with harpoons. But when he's face-to-face with McKenna and Brackett, he's like, oh, I'll just, just toss just you toss over there. Just toss him to the side. Just, just a light lob. <laughs> he's a vicious killer. And he, <laughs> and he yeah. pulls like, his punches. You would expect the Predator to pick someone. Well, he's, yeah. Guys, he's but really tired. But you would expect tired. it to pick someone up. It's been a and, hell like, of a day. throw it to a tree with like enough force to like compact its fucking spine. Like something, if I was like going through my room and I'm like trying to find something <laughs> and I need to toss some pillows aside, like that's the way I would do it. Like, uh. <laughs> To the side eh. you go, anyway. At this stage, after the Predator is finally defeated, he decides that he's going to go through the trinkets that all of the men awkwardly left on Olivia Munn and bury them <laughs> as a sort of memorial. And he's going through the names like he has Winters, Jonathan, Pinkus. And I'm like, I don't know any of these names. I don't know who you're referring who, to. Who is carrying all these people. mementos into the, into the forest? Did they all just decide, okay, we reckon that Holbrook is going to be the one that survives. Let's give all our mementos to him. Because he'll be the one like, that... <laughs> so, like, when they're dying, they're like, Holbrook, I want you to have this. This fucking dice. Or have this candy bar. I don't know, it's just whatever's in my pocket. Like, have this hula man. And also, as Sean said, one of them, like, you, you see the cues, like the playing card and the unicorn. You see them and recognize them. What the fuck is the hula? The hula girl. When does the hula girl come up? I don't recognize any of them. Who was, was the playing card? Remember, he's a magician for yeah. one scene only. One scene only. Or, or, or two times <laughs> Oh yeah, the right, so scene. that was Game of Thrones <laughs> Now that they've killed off the only sinister government person The government's now quite friendly So they're just hanging <laughs> out there alien now. <laughs> now it's time here, it, here we go guys, we've set it up quite a few times Throughout the movie, we've all seen it We've taken time out of incredible action sequences To focus on this fucking thing It's the gift to the human race And, J- and the room kid Not the room kid, room kid is looking at a screen and says, oh, there's a description of what it is. What is it? There's, it's hard to make out, but it looks like it says Dutch, or it looks like it says <laughs> Xenomorph. No, it actually says Predator Killer, but that could still be Arnie or an alien egg or something really cool. Okay, here we go. Or comes. Adrian it's Brody. Or Adrian Brody. Oh my God, it's opening. It's an Iron Man suit that looks like a Predator. When it lands on that timid scientist... Uh, he does a cool pose and, and like shinks his knives out, despite the fact that he's absolutely terrified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, fuck, fuck, this is infectious. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, wait, 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 you've got to have that, that wonderful, wonderful one-liner. That's my new suit, Bubba. Hope they got in the 42 long. But 
that's the gag. That's the bit they ended it on, is he gets an Iron Man suit. Was anyone else really fucking disappointed by that when they first saw it? Because I was. By this time, I'd kind of checked out. There wasn't, so. there wasn't anything to excite <laughs> me. I was expecting like, something to, good. To build my hopes up. And also, like, in reading the things of, like, they did talk to Sigourney Weaver, and they did talk to Arnie, and they did talk to, like... Well, Ad- Adrian Brody oh, actually okay. really wanted to be in this film and that everyone just ignored him. But like, because yeah. Ellen Ripley is one of my favorite characters of all time. And I'm less attached to the Predator films, but like if they right. had done that, it would have been made me so fucking furious. But also, uh, think about the time difference, <laughs> potentially. Yeah. No, she shouldn't have even been born yet, is um, Ripley. So that's... That's fun. An alien egg. That idea, Ellen, I think was really cool. Yeah. They opened it and it was that an alien egg. And that would have been like, cool. Holy shit, how are they going to use that? That would have been great. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I am pretty sure if I read correctly, Arnie turned, turned it, down. it down. He's like, no. 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 He read the script. Yeah. Right. Well, that's what it, well, then take out that thing. It just feels like this. it's going to be a big reveal, everyone. Just you wait. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's an alien it's Iron a franchise Man suit, starter. so you'll be able to see more... More of the same but action. Just looks like that you've a, it seen. just looks like a mm. predator. So all we're like saying is, a predator suit, yeah. can kill a predator. Yeah, which we we know that. We we this film literally has a predator killing mm. another yeah. predator. Yes. Like that's the gimmick. We've glossed over something. <laughs> oh, have we? The reason they're hurrying up and wanting to harvest our autisms is because of global warming. Oh, oh. oh so yes. Arnie was involved in this film. <laughs> oh yeah, it should have been Al Gore. <laughs> 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 when, when I went to see the film and when out. I said it was R18 for excessive gore that's what they meant ah, <laughs> oh my god we're the fucking best <laughs> look at this now who's this fucking guy where's he been can I just say like not that he's alive or anything but gore uh, no <laughs> if the pod had opened and it had been a Steve Irwin, <laughs> that would be great. Oh, he's just cracky. He's going to wrestle a predator. Yeah, he wrestles oh a predator. And they're, like, predator <laughs> and, they're the, and they're like, fuck, he is the superior. <laughs> like, right, the thing is, what you guys have never done is Cheeky you never approached predator. a predator from behind. Now watch the pincers. Oh, he's an aggressive felon. <laughs> get him by the mandibles, mate. <laughs> oh, he sh- oh, he shot my head off. Crikey. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a hold of his spine. Let's start. Goodman, you start. What What did you think? All right. Well, now, this this film <laughs> is so crammed full of problems that my brain mm. just stopped trying to work them out and stopped trying to keep track of them. Just stopped worrying about them altogether. At about 15 minutes in, I went, oh, okay. Okay. This is what this film's going to be. And I just sat back and went, <laughs> look at that. There's the thing. Oh. So I, I just spent about 90 minutes in enjoying really stupid bits and then all the crap bits my brain just went i oh, don't worry about that lunch is soon what are you gonna have <laughs> great i wrote down so much shit like the dialogue for me was was awful yeah just not a good line in the entire film from yeah, from the entrance of traeger inc- incredibly unfunny just his his line they're light they're large they're fucking yeah that wasn't an accident they're they're large they and fucking you up as their idea of tourism <laughs> is he no they're large they're fast and f- uh, i don't know where he's from <laughs> i blame society they're large they're fast and fucking you up is their idea of tourism it's just not a good line to introduce a character it's not snappy it's not clever yeah. it's not funny so and just that and Asperger's, I think, was the other <laughs> big opening gambit that, that I latched onto. And just from, from that onwards, my brain went, oh, it doesn't matter. This is just nonsense. 
Yeah. I think it's quite it's quite revealing that this is a Shane Black film and yet none of my good things yeah. are yeah. lines of dialogue. Yeah. That's incredible to me. He's the so dialogue guy. Just as a quick bit of bit of background, myself and Phil actually went and saw this at the cinema because we just wanted a big dumb action film that we could switch our brains off and just be entertained with for about an hour and a half. And what How we got dumb did you want what it? we got was this two hour piece of absolute shit. Um and it's just a thing for me where I'm starting to get a theory now that Shane Black isn't as good as everyone thinks he is. I mean, I, I enjoy The Nice Guys. Like, it's one of my favorite films of 2016. But this film is just lazy. It's boring. I don't think I laughed once. I thought a few action things were cool. And there are some moments yeah. where I go, ah, oh, there's some elements that, you know, if everything was totally consistent, I could point to and go, yeah, this is fucking rocking. I'm, 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 I'm amped up. But there's there's a point where they actually say that Shane Black, what he wanted was he wanted something fun, he wanted something amped up, but then he wanted something real as well. And it's none of those three yeah, things. Yeah, no, right. didn't achieve any of those no. things. Like, no. the, 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 the three key phrases, the three key words that he wanted this film to imbue was none of it. Mm. And, you know, you just you, you look at it through the lens of 2019 as well as you just got, like... Jokes about people with disability and clearly gaslighting people. And mm. Tourette's is apparently still funny in 2019. And autism is a superpower, but we're not really saying anything by including a character mm. that has autism. Like, we we act like we're normalizing it, but we're not. It's just, nah, it's just uninspired. And I just didn't really enjoy it. I am still still haven't forgiven Sean quite for this movie. Like, And I like <laughs> dumb fucking movies. Obviously, I really mm. enjoy Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. I love all the <laughs> evil dead. They are, mm. they are so enjoyable and so fun. And uh, there was just no sure. fun to be had here. It's like, uh, and, and yeah. as everyone said, there were no jokes. The characters were so two-dimensional that they should have been jokes but instead there was nothing to there was nothing to make fun of because it wasn't clever and then they try and do little winky cute things like try and be a bit meta around about the original movie but it it's not a joke still it's just being like oh remember that the predator remember uh, anyway, fuck <laughs> you. get to the choppers. Oh yeah, yeah. the choppers yeah. line. <laughs> yes, the choppers, and technically, mm. and also, it's one of my pet peeves of, of people being like, technically, and yet they te- they make so many mistakes, <laughs> and it's like, if you're gonna go back on yourself and be like, uh, uh, it's not a predator, it's a hunter, and they're like, yeah, but we think this is cooler, and then to make so many other <laughs> mistakes about different things, like a gaunt, you can't have wrist gauntlets. That's not a thing. <laughs> Gauntlet is a glove, you fuck. Uh, uh, a chopper is a specific motorcycle, and that those motorcycles are not choppers. Anyway, sorry, I got quite hated. And, and similarly, it's made me retroactively dislike Shane Black. Um, oh no. Don't do that. Which is bad because what I've begun to realize about a lot of his things, because Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and The Nice Guys are two of my favorite films, right? Yeah. But what I realize is Shane Black hides behind a lot of famous tropes. And because uh. he's able to manipulate that through clever writing, he justifies still having the harmful trope and having a lot of women as dressing and women like just, you know, kind of not quite fridging women, but, but things like that. And, yeah. and also the fact that he covered for a rapist is, is reprehensible. And uh, I think he should just go in the bin with all the other terrible men that are cancelled <laughs> now. And uh, yeah. My, my take on what everyone's already been saying is that this movie is, is insubstantial. Yeah. Nothing feels like it has any weight mm. to it. 
it's so cartoonish. The characters, as you said at the beginning, are interchangeable. Uh, there's no stakes, so there is no ticking clock. Mm. There's no single direction that the characters have or a goal that they have to achieve. They just sort of run from one situation to the other. They just sort of bounce, bounce through. Everybody is goofy. Mm. <laughs> Everybody quips. Mm. Everybody is capable of everything, yeah. including the scientist. She fires an assault rifle at the very end of the film, like she's b- born with one in her mm. arms. She outruns a predator. <laughs> she outruns a predator and ship. a ship. Yeah. <laughs> so it just. There's nothing to get your teeth into, Mm. sink your claws in. It just wafts past you. You just slide off (laughs) uh, a spaceship without without any Without legless nettles. (laughs) (laughs) We're all nettle. It's like a hole broke off a ship's back. (laughs) As far as my personal experience goes, the effect of this was rather than like turning my brain off uh, as it did uh, for mm. Goodman was it just gave me this rising rage <laughs> throughout I as I waited for it to, to kind of get going yeah. or lift you up sort you up. itself out or, mm. or amp me up or fill me with any kind of tension yeah. very much the same and way. as all of those things were just replaced with questions about why is this happening how did that happen why did they make that choice I I'm le- I just this film just makes me um Furious, yeah. <laughs> and when the credits roll, I'm just oh. <laughs> so it, it, did, it did it did amp you up, but just in the wrong, way. Think, <laughs> the wrong way. Do you think yeah. if we made you watch the film enough times that, like Matilda in Roll in Roll Dolls, Matilda, I would get psychic powers, you would get telekinesis. Yeah, I I it's worth a try. <laughs> <All right>. Yeah, <laughs> stay tuned. Well, I've watched. Oh no, it's not. No, wait. So from my perspective, I have I agree with most of what has been said. It, it's all the characters are completely interchangeable. There's nothing. There's no stakes really, but. The, the big thing for me about that is the fact that this movie sold itself as being a violent movie. Like, it's going to be a big mm. gore fest. And yet so mm. much of that violence felt completely weight- weightless. First of all, the original Predator kills its characters off steadily throughout the film. This one does it all in the last act when there's barely any time left to care. Um, yeah. And you don't care about the characters anyway. The gore is CGI. And I know this doesn't bother everyone, but it really just doesn't do anything for me. Uh, it bothers me. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. If I'm going to see a head get like pulverized or someone pulled in half, I need to see like the grueliness of it, like the stretchy skin and a bit of tear. And CGI just doesn't have the viscera necessary to make me feel something. And also, once you establish that guns don't hurt the Predator, even at close range, having people running around the forest firing guns really just becomes very impotent and perfunctory, mm-hmm. like a Transformers movie. It's just, they're firing guns <laughs> because it's an action scene, not because it's actually going to have an impact on what's happening. Mm. So, yeah, I think that's where I'm at with it. You don't feel like they can win, yeah. so you're just waiting well, for it to end. So then when the Predator gets shot in the head, it's like, eh? What? <laughs> I guess it does work. <laughs> that's, that's right. Line first, Paul. Can I read you guys uh, a bit of an excerpt for from something that um, Shane Black said that just flies in the face of this entire film and gives an insight sure. on what he Please wanted do. from this film? Science fiction is to me probably the most cross-cutting genre in international cinema. Everyone wants to see the future. Everyone wants to feel on the cutting edge of an adventure. Having free reign to make a real old-school adventure film that sums up for us all the genre tropes that we have grown to love. That's what I think makes it bigger. Whatever's in our heads that we can stuff into this thing, we chose to put in. To pack this thing with images, ideas, you know who or does that really well? Do Edgar Wright. 
Like he uses all yeah. the inspiration of things that he loves into his film, and he yeah. jam packs like every every little aside is a visual gag and whatever. It's not he doesn't, doesn't make lazy in, fucking films. He's not like what yeah. are all no, this? you're right. His Jew hasn't stopped. <laughs> not literally everything in the pantry. Like oh, there's some cat food. Bung it in. Uh, uh, some bones. I, don't know. I would say that if um if if Shane Black is a is pre- if the predator is a stew, then an Edgar Wright film is more like sushi. Everything is. Pre- so precise, yes, that's and everything really is there. Yeah. Like fucking, yeah. you spend ten years on the rice alone. Yeah. I mean, and, and, that, and that stew, he's just thrown into your face, and it's just dripping all over you. <laughs> what stew? Here's your stew. Ah. Oh. He also talked about wanting to wanted to do, where he's saying, "Oh, look, you don't always have to like." I hate seeing these movies where you see the predator straight away in full shot, and none of the mystery is what? there. Like, I like it when you can only see the predator he kind of like an alien and blah blah. blah. And I think you see the fucking predator straight away the whole way through. He's the first character. That makes me think, is there any history here in which this movie had reshoots or got the final edit Uh, taken off of him? um, Because this... No. I mean, there were reshoots. The the quote that he actually said was, though, is that it's, I'm so happy that we got free reign to do whatever we wanted. Maybe they did when they were filming. Is what the studio told me to say. (laughs) (laughs) There was a massive reshoot of the third act, though, wasn't there? Oh, I do. Yeah, it shows. Yeah, it was presented. It was presented to test audiences, and they said they didn't like the ending. I can't remember what it huh. was, but it's it was reshot and. What and they liked this one, which would which would explain the the crazy things of just the loonies, their own nickname as well, by the way, which is very cool. Giving yourself a nickname <laughs> when they just you know just show up, they just show up with a new van with weapons and stuff, which I thought was like a just a joke in the film of how the fuck do these guys keep getting this? <laughs> yeah. This is crazy. But then but then when, which I kind of enjoyed, but then I realised it was reshoots and just really sloppy editing. <laughs> Um, and I do wonder if it got to the point where Shane Black just went, I don't give a fuck about this anymore. <laughs> fuck all y'all. I hate this. I hate you. <laughs> I think we've now laid out the problems with this. Um, shall we quick fire? Oof. Or did anyone have anything else to say? Um, I just want to, I just, I'm very interested in Shane Black having Tourette's. Because it, it makes me wonder at his intention with including a, a character with Tourette's in it. It's It's just interesting because whether or not this is him feeling comfortable about using it uh, to normalize it i'm I'm not sure but he's yeah. kind of going for laughs so just, i work with a lot of disabled people and i have noticed and we've remarked mm. upon they have remarked upon it between themselves there is a habit <laughs> amongst um the people at work to make a lot of really fucking offensive jokes about disability <laughs> because they're allowed to mm-hmm. because they have you know yeah. they're experiencing it and it's yeah. the way they kind of normalize it with each other yes. but when a third person comes in and observes it really seems it can be really uncomfortable sometimes. You have to be careful yeah. with that. Hmm. So maybe there's a little bit th- of that. He kind of thought, "Oh well, I have Tourette's, therefore I'm just going to do jokes about it," not really realizing that from the perspective of anyone else, those jokes seem pretty inappropriate and stigmatizing. But they're not they're not original jokes that feel like they come from that perspective. No. Because no, the, the joke that that Tourette's people swear inappropriately. Is, is fucking is old hat. Yeah. It's and not, not true. It doesn't speak to the inner world of a Tourette's person. You'd be like, oh, I didn't know that. That's hilarious. Yeah. That obviously comes from a real experience. <laughs> wow, funny yeah. and true. Just, funny and true. I was true. just about to say, real I, good humor comes from the, like the living truth of the thing. Yeah. Whereas, um, and Hannah Gadsby has, has talked about this about you know making mm. jokes about her herself being a lesbian and not being a traditional female. That it's like uh, mm. self-deprecating humor 
like it's not humor it's humiliation and that we do it to ourselves in order to give ourselves permission to even speak uh because it's kind of like well hello everybody Mm. else to the world it's okay because i am making fun of what i am and uh and in this i'm i'm uh, ingratiating myself to you and that I, that's just it's not good it's not good at all and i, I it, it's not it's not good especially when people go oh no don't say that you're you've got a lot you know oh, yeah. good stuff yeah. going on right. you're like oh no it was it was a joke it, oh shit i can never <laughs> see you again now so you think like maybe if, if shane black brings out a sort of 85 minute indie piece about one guy who's struggling with Tourette's, it's, it's more likely going to be uh understood in the right like I mean, sure. it depends what he, yeah. it depends what the material's like if the material is just he has Tourette's and it gets him into lots of hilarious jams because he keeps swearing and saying wrong things to people, then it might That's still right, be seen yeah. as fairly retrograde. Yeah, shall we quickfire? Quickfire. So the portals at the beginning, the big fiery gashes ripping the fabric of space, I quite enjoyed it. I thought it looked pretty good. The other thing, well, CGI gore is kind of difficult to push through, but I think when the, the Predator sort of wakes up and then just completely inexplicably starts killing all the people that he came here to help, <laughs> it was still enjoyable it's still enough violence even though it was cgi to get across that kind of oh you're meat now you're just dead you're just dead (laughs) shit and it was and it just happens it just hard and fast and it made me laugh (laughs) yeah i mean that was going to be my first good thing which is the scene where the predator wakes up i mean besides the fact that i was you know lamenting about that they show the predator full force straight away there's just something about the question of what if you take that monster in a very small fucking room with a whole bunch of people, what's going to happen? People going to die. And it's the practical predator too. It's not the <laughs> CGI predator. So there's just, it's a lot more pleasing to, to watch and to, you know, they're, they're, they're getting their R rating there, basically. The other action piece that I liked, and just because it was a very quick uh, setup and payoff, is when uh, we're inside the ship and McKenna um, becomes visible again and he's got the trank gun in his hand and the officer just kind of looks at him and says, oh, what are you going to do? kill us with a trank gun and he just says well yeah basically and just <laughs> point blank shoots someone mm. in the eye with a trank gun which is i'm like too right that's gonna kill someone it's k- kind of yeah. funny i enjoy that i don't know that felt a little bit more shane black humor that if the whole film had that kind of feel it makes a lot more sense and would be a lot more fun despite the fact that it okay. traumatizes the kid standing right next to him uh so something that really made me laugh and it was uh it was i was very glad for it since it was in the first five minutes or so uh you can tell it's very much a real person in a suit with the predator in the spaceship and it's like (laughs) the predator just got its nails did uh because obviously like the glove extensions in the suit must be very hard with the kind of long talons and so when the predator goes to pick up something it's like it's in a salon and it's like (sighs) Uh, uh, it's very dainty. My, my nails are drying. Oh, it's <laughs> like it just made it made oh. me laugh uncontrollably. I, I think uh, Nebraska is uh, actually kind of somewhat believable in some scenes. Like he has, he has the 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 job of being the kind of tortured one uh, and the one with a bit of a, a past. Uh, and there are points where you're like, yeah. oh yeah, you know, he's surrounded by these total goofballs, but he actually really does have some problems. Um, mm. and he's, you go, oh, maybe this guy is, you know, wrestling with some, some demons. Uh, I mean, it'd be mm. nice to see a bit more of why he, he says, oh, I, I got into some heroin. Mm. Um, and that's about all you hear about it. Um, uh, and that he shot himself in the head, but 
you know, he, he has a lot sort of a burning intensity to him, a sort of quiet intensity that kind of in a slightly different context, maybe uh, could have been enhanced uh, rather than just sort of feeling out of place. Cool. Well, yes, my I'll have a line of his then because there were two moments that I quite liked in the introductions to um to the uh, the group of misfits. Uh, and the first one is um after the gay lord line when he said um the guy says, "Oh, yeah, that's probably a good call." And he just says, "Yeah, I thought so." Which um <laughs> is is a line he, is a line he's actually used before. Um Shane Black, he used it in the original Lethal Weapon when um Murtok he's Murtok is asked, "How do you know that guy?" And he's like, "Oh, he saved my life in Vietnam." And Riggs says, oh, that was nice of him. He's like, yeah, I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. The other bit, the other just look that I like from that that introduction is, um, oh, I, they're talking about the guy who always tells jokes and they're saying something like um, he killed a bunch of people in friendly fire or something like that. And he gives a look back as a sort of cheeky, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it that is. I blew up my friend. <laughs> oh, oh. Also, according that, that to the good. background and whatever, the um, Tourette's guy was on that car yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. he survived he's the yeah. only survivor so it's not only a look of like no oh, well you know it's like well you were there weren't you <laughs> <laughs> the f- i think the first time the predator hunter thing comes up mm. i just really like the quick the quickness of the uh the reply where he goes well we took a vote predator's cooler right well we took a vote predator's cooler right fuck yeah, fuck yeah. it's his totally fucking pumped Fuck yeah, just under the breath at the end of the rabble. It's amazing. Yeah, and there was another sort of over the top of rabble and, and rousing from Olivia Munn when they're talking about the predator, predator hunter thing later on. I had this. Oh, okay, well, yeah. do you want to? No, it's good. Do All it. right, do cool. It. And uh, they have a similar discussion and uh, there's a similar sort of, rah, 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 and she's like, Technically, that's not a, it's not a predator. It's like, kind of a, thank you. A hunter. I said the same thing earlier. She, she said that really casually. And I like the idea that when she says, I said the same thing earlier, it's like earlier in the film. Yeah. There's a kind of, because earlier tonight, but also earlier in the film, which I quite liked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, I was really hoping I have more time. I'm, I'm tapping out already. I've got, <laughs> I've got nothing. Oh, wow. Um, oh, I like the fact that the predators can mimic somewhat human conversation. Thomas I thought J. that Church. was, that was a quite, uh, look, I'm not that really well versed in, in predator films. I haven't watched them for years and I also don't really plan to go back. I'm not an action person. So First one is nah, a classic. Right. It's an absolute classic. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I've seen it, but I, I <laughs> it's not something that I'm like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll, you it know. It totally is. <laughs> I'll rewatch it. Like it's, it's not one of my faves. But yeah, I like the fact that the predators are mimicking human voices mm-hmm. uh, in order to throw people off um, and also possibly lure them and then you also have the one where it uses um someone's voice to get uh, a voice activation code i thought that was a really cool element mm. that reminded me as well of annihilation yes that's what i was thinking of i don't know yeah. who's seen annihilation but there are those beasts that when they they consume make people the screaming sounds yeah. they're the screaming sounds of the people that they've devoured and it's way way better in that film <laughs> and, it's, yeah. and it's and it's super fucking unsettling too it's so, so scary, scary yeah. so troubling there's a segment that we always do. Um, you see, I've got I've got a confession to make. That's right. It's time for the salty secret. Paul, play the jingle. <laughs> now, regular listeners will know this is a section of our show. P- just put put the jingle in here. It's um, it's uh, well I'm loved by for all. It. One sec. And one sec. Um, this. <laughs> oh, this one. Oh, it's a salty secret. That's the one. This week's salty secret is. I never got what the big deal was about the original Predator. 
Oh. Wow. It's a deconstruction of traditional action heroes <laughs> in their <laughs> Vietnam setting, which pairs them back, pa- pairs down their, their um, action macho bullshit that they get away with in the first five minutes of the film and says, well, what if they mm. face an overwhelming force and their, their macho... Um, their their macho bravado was stripped away and they were um shown to be to be weak and vulnerable like the rest of us ah. also it gave us the meme that's of the two muscly arms clapped in a oh yeah that's a really good meme <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a really good yeah. meme. son of a bitch that's, that's a really good i really like that that's a really good cr- insight because my critique of it is that i actually really enjoy the first act because the first <laughs> act is that sort of cheesy, fun kind of back and forth chatting. And there's that big action sequence and all the characters have individual traits that make them kind of fun. And then at the point when the big mustache guy who ended up running for senator dies. <laughs> Jesse Ventura. Um, the whole film just becomes people just randomly running through the forest, firing their guns and not really having character moments. But you're right. Maybe that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's, that's the whole deal. It's that's like, yeah, I've it's not fun it, yeah. anymore, is it? That's combat. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know how if that makes for a a satisfying cult movie. The thing is, I had a group of friends, whenever they came around, Predator would go on. And I'd always get really bored by it in the <laughs> last two thirds. I don't think I could watch it over and over yeah. again. No. Just to keep this rolling, this is kind of undercut by the fact they've already shown the Predator. But um, it's a really nice introduction when he manages to stun the Predator. He falls uh, down, invisible, and the blood dripping from the corpse oh. washes over his face and then his <laughs> eyes open. <laughs> It's a really good cinematic moment. Like it feels really juicy you and satisfying. Dick. Yeah, that, that was, was my mine. other one too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. They're thin on the ground. <laughs> because had they not it's had they race. not shown the entire you predator, held your action. That's um, like... oh, now I'm using it. <laughs> <laughs> had they not shown the entire predator for the next hour, that's like your first visual yeah. cue, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. you don't see it for the next hour. Great, How great! great. That oh. would have been wonderful. They would didn't do been. that, would but in been. isolation, it is a nice shot. Yes. Well, harking back to the sort of power of the predator i really liked the predator noise that you hear most prominently just before alfie okay. allen is killed <laughs> just before he gets his arm blasted off you hear it sort of weird creepy little i had a friend who used to be able to do it really well but that little sort of animal sound it's really hard isn't it yeah it's, it's so distinctive yeah. The time bar graphic on my Blu-ray was fantastic whenever I paused it. That looked amazing. <laughs> it was like, it was oh, artisanal, bespoke no, time I bar believe, graphic. I believe I know the, the thing that you're talking about. It has its yeah. own custom time yeah. bar graphic. <laughs> yeah. It was like, um, you know, you know when you got a DVD in the 90s and it had an animation in the title screen? You're like, oh, oh yeah. boy. In the big leagues now. <laughs> The, the the last one, I think this is this is the one that we can all go home happy with. Olivia Munn looked pretty cool creeping around corners with a gun in skinny jeans and a flannel shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was very delicate in the way she sort of padded around. I looked pretty cool. I can give you one thing actually, which is once again, this is another one where they completely undercut it later. And it's also hindered by the fact that I do hate the CGI Uber Predator. But uh-huh. that scene when Uber Predator drops into the McKenna household and goes downstairs and absolutely fucking shreds those two goons like one straight through the crotch into the testicles and then absolutely just guts him 20 times I then stood there and went okay he's a force to be reckoned with every time he comes up against anything like there's your stakes like Mm. they've met the rogue predator 
and now this is like the one step up. Yet it's immediately undercut the second he comes into contact with any of the main yeah. characters, and he just starts throwing them around. Mm, yeah. I'm like, well, yeah, classic. You, yeah. you ruined whatever sense of like terror that I had of this character. Where I went because it, it seemed like the second it comes into contact with anything, there's no sort of hesitation whether you're good or bad. It's just dead with a big twenty, what like a thirty centimeter blade that comes yeah. out of its wrist. It's yeah, it's when it cool. completely like when it yep. immediately overwhelms the rogue predator. That's troubling. That's unsettling. Yeah. How quickly he it smashes beats its him. face right in yeah. and just caves it in. Like you go, all right, yeah, cool. They're fucked. And then it's just like, okay, but when he meets yeah. any of like big McKenna and mini McKenna, it's just like, oh, I'll daintily pick him up anyway. <laughs> and I'll just throw him around. It's just like, well, move over. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is kind of cheating, but like my, my final good thing about this movie is just the movie's fucking hubris in certain moments. <laughs> like they have a Twinkie metaphor that's really dumb. And I'm like, it just made me laugh because I'm like, oh, you think you're Ghostbusters, huh? <laughs> oh, you really think that? And also the other good thing is me. I'm the good thing because I pointed <laughs> out a pr- it's not the most efficient hunting hunter, right? Because it's bipedal which is a terrible design. And as we humans know, it's why we have so many lower back issues and like, <laughs> it's terrible. So and we then, hunt by walking after things yes, for a very long time. Yes, which is not very cinematic, is it? Yeah. Um, but also, then when the Uber predator comes, it's even stupider because I can't remember the word for this, but it's not bipedal in in that it's way, it's weight rests mainly on the balls of its feet kind of kind of chicken legs kind of like haunches or or something like that where it's like legs where the feet which is even more insufficient and so i had a good (laughs) long laugh to myself and i felt very (laughs) smug and that's that's not nothing you know the the ability to feel smug is a gift i thought you were gonna say when the the ultimate predator predator shows up it's not even bipedal it's unipedal it's hopping (laughs) all the way it's a pogo scenes. stick. <laughs> <laughs> if he was really the ultimate predator, he would be a wheel. He'd be just one wheel. How good? Yeah. How good if the two dogs come out and then just on a unicycle just comes. <laughs> oh, that sex me. That sex me. So, so my last good thing is that on their own, the predator dogs, or or like having having them have like helper animals, like a hunter, is not a bad idea. Okay. Like it kind of adds. It mm. like it adds a kind all. of nice original element to the. Pre- Predator it adds to the law. Yeah, they what don't necessarily they like... have to be predator dogs no. with dreads. the dreadlocks. That's a little bit, <laughs> a bit on the nose. What if and, they had been it... predator birds of prey? Like <laughs> Something flying like with dreadlocks. Yeah, what, what if... <laughs> just a hawk with dreadlocks he... on it? <laughs> what if he had a dog and a hawk, right? And he was like, you know, like like human predators, like hunters do. They yeah. have their helper animals that do certain things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Spot with the hawk and yeah. chase and fetch with the dog and, and like, like a horrifying add- killer ani- uh, killer bird. That'd be horrible. Yeah. Those yeah, would I- also be good f- villains for the heroes to fight without having to nerf the main villain. You yeah. know, because the more encounters they survive with the main villain, the less scary he is. So you can have, okay, now it's the hawk fight where they've got to adapt to its flying ability. Now it's the dog fight. What are the animal assistants? might have a bear. <laughs> a bear yeah you know how we f- we hunt things with bears <laughs> <laughs> hey they, they were in world war Two. one of them was a polish true. war hero yeah i'm sorry oh my last good thing then i guess 
the one we can all hang a hat on, even more so than Olivia Munn with a no. machine gun, is that it's nice seeing Professor fucking Jake Busey. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoyed that. That was such a change of pace for Jake Busey. And he seemed like a nice scientist guy. Okay, Goodman, have we had anything in from the one good team? That's what I was... <laughs> yeah, the OG team. That's the segment. <laughs> Yes, uh, the OG team. We've got two. One of one of whom is a baby bearder who uh, specifically or explicitly stated that the good thing is that he didn't have to watch it uh, as he's off as he's off doing other stuff. And that's 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 your friend. About you. Thanks, he's sexy no Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Predator does separate the wheat from the friend chaff. I believe I also had um, a react on the page. Well, yes, you did. You did have a sad face, but I think you've. I think you've communicated that uh, <laughs> in the last two hours of recording. You're that good. The other one, Beyond the Box Set, said when Jacob Tremblay straight up kills a kid and it never comes up again. Um, nope. <laughs> sidebar, yeah, this was by far the worst movie we watched in the cinema in 2018. Oh, yeah, for sure for me. G- yay, Predator. <laughs> Thanks, OG team. Thanks, OG team. One better thing. The one better thing. Did we pause because we thought Sean was going to say it? The one better thing. The one better thing. Thing, thing, thing. Yeah, there we go. Oh, sorry. Now I can finish. Um, (laughs) My one better thing. Aliens come to Earth and doubts towards their intentions puts panic in the air. In an effort to understand this potential threat, the army calls in a specialist who is able to apply her expert knowledge to this extraterrestrial context. But the army is making things difficult in their sometimes secretive, sometimes reactionary ways. Try and spot where the similarities to the Predator ended because I am, of course, talking about Arrival. Oh, God, just everything. Strong, not just stronger, but strong female lead. We've spoken about this film so many times, but it's a gorgeously nuanced and heartbreaking movie from one of the greatest directors working today. It actually says something. That's what sci-fi is there for. It's ripe ground for uh, politics and social commentary. But the Predator just doesn't bother. Just crams in as much bollocks as it possibly can and then sort of just tips it into our stupid open mouths. Arrival is just the complete opposite of this. If you haven't seen it yet, please do. It's it didn't set out maybe it probably didn't set out to amp you up. But come on. <laughs> come on. Just see it. It was my favorite film of 2016. It was really really sublime. Yeah. What a fantastic mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. All right, so what do we know about what Shane Black intended with this film? He wanted it to be fun. He wanted it to be amped up. He wanted it to ground you, but he also wanted to explore getting a ragtag bunch of people together, really expounding on what sci-fi could do, what the adventure genre and the action genre, making things both funny yet poignant and yet expanding on an existing property. So all those things together, that gives me serenity. Um, Serenity is one of my favourite sci-fi films of all time I actually came to Serenity before I came to Firefly Mm. Which is weird Um, And I thoroughly adored it Went back and watched Firefly And thoroughly adored uh, Serenity even more I think it's just a really well-crafted sci-fi film That perfectly balances multiple genres Especially looking up to seven main characters on the screen Giving them more than two personality traits to rub together um, Making you care about each one And the the action sequences especially towards the third act are just absolutely riveting and engaging mm. and have stakes attached to them um yeah if anyone has not watched serenity they should go out and watch it uh but watch firefly first in the right order okay uh i was almost going to say pacific rim but y'all don't need me to say pacific rim enough because i fucking love that it's super dumb but in the best kind it's of way very it's very good a, it's a fist pump a fist pump in a movie so, and that's called uh, stacker pentecost 
Yes, come on. No. <laughs> yeah, what more do you fucking want, people? Gypsy danger. Yeah, anyway. So uh, my my actual film that I'm going to recommend is Lilo and Stitch. So we have a few <laughs> yeah. through lines here. We've, we've got aliens on Earth. There's um, a kind of government government agency at play. Um, there's also a plot. F- like the aliens also have um, a reason for going to Earth and there's kind of the, the conflict there. Uh, it has so much heart in it, this film. You think it's it's a silly one and it's one that's often forgotten by the whole Disney oeuvre, um, which is really upsetting because like what this film lacks, the Predator, is real people. There's no real people in it, and and the connection yeah. between um, not only how well written Lilo, uh, um, Lilo is as a character, she is so realistic as a as a young troubled girl uh, who's just a bit weird, in, but weird in the way that most kids feel that they are, uh, and and her relationship with her sister Nani, who is also brilliantly written. Um, so you've got two female leads. Uh, it's all about family. There's a, a great use of um, the fact that Stitch is an alien and using that metaphor to explore how, how Lilo feels. But then also it, it for Disney, it skirts very close to talking about colonialism and how um, natives in Hawaii feel like they are almost outsiders in their own home. Um, it's a brilliant film and I, I cry like a little baby every time I see it. Ohana means family. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I just, I just the think superior alien-based film. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and them's yeah. fighting cool. words. And okay. I, yeah, yeah. Lilo and Stitch, and I really think people who have seen it once, like when it came out, and have forgotten it, should really rewatch it because there's so much heart. There's so much, so many good things about it. Uh, so interplanetary peril. Uh, some with us, some against us, uh, and the beginning of a franchise that later went off the rails uh, with uh, CGI <laughs> out the wazoo. And uh, actually some funny lines, uh, amusing moments, and characters you can sort of connect with, just about. I'd actually recommend you go and watch Transformers. Oh, no. you know, I was, can I just can I just say, you know, what I was really hoping you were going towards. I thought Star you were trying Wars. to shoehorn Space Jam. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Star Wars. For you a should definitely watch that before this yeah, as well. The original, as in, so the nineteen, like the the eighties Transformers movie, or the first Michael Bay Transformers. Uh, I, I, I'm saying the first Michael cool. Bay Transformers yeah, yeah, yeah. as, right as right being on. a closer kind of parallel to this. <laughs> right I also love the first animated movie of uh, uh, Transformers. I've probably seen it about twenty times because I had it on VHS when I was a kid, and it's amazing. It's got Orson Welles <laughs> in it, Leonard uh. Nimoy, Eric Idle. It's just fantastic. So I've just changed uh, my my recommendation to <laughs> yeah, yeah. behind this one. Transformers the animated movie. As everything from the 80s. as as we progressed, you you just like kept crossing off intelligent films on your recommendation. <laughs> You're like, this isn't gonna work at all. <laughs> no, but but genuinely I think I think in terms of what this movie was trying to achieve, um, and and what uh, the Michael Bay Transformers does before the, all the, the crap that goes the Mark Wahlberg based crap that goes on top of it. Um, that is much more successful at very similar uh, a- a- attempt hmm. uh, than this movie. Now is. I oh, can yeah, and, hear and, because yeah. Paul's uh, because you're skyping over your phone, Paul. I think your mic's a little bit quieter. Were you moaning throughout that? Yes, I was screaming <laughs> in pain and horror. 
Yeah, I thought I thought entire, I had the, the odd sort of oh, just sort of bubble up to the surface. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> when you Did get someone recommend Transformers on my podcast? When it's you get the edit, I'm sure I assure you it'll be a full on. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. It's not that bad, Paul. No, fair enough. I, I don't. I don't remember enjoying the first um, Transformers. <laughs> not enough to go check. <laughs> so I will take your word for it. All right, my one better thing then is a film that is a sort of recent, very violent, but incredibly entertaining sci-fi genre-bending film um, about a ragtag group of heroes who go into a situation they're not comfortable with, they're in the, they're from the army, and they need to try and resolve a threat that is uh, sort of beyond their understanding. The film is Overlord, a 2018 film for us. Julius Avery is the director, who I don't recognise. Um, directed Son of a Gun. Oh, he's an Australian screenwriter and film director. But yeah, it's a fabulous film. A bunch of soldiers get dropped behind enemy lines um, just before D-Day, I think, is the idea. They've got to go in and sort of destroy a radio tower before the um, invasion happens. And after a viscerally exciting and bloody opening sort of war sequence, which is really genuinely terrifying. They then discover that, in fact, the Nazis have been up to some weird experiments and are creating some zombies, um, and they have to compete with that. And it's it sounds really schlocky. It's taken very seriously, and it's just got a fantastic cast who act really well. It's bloody, but in a really exciting way. I really love what ends up happening to the main bad guy. Yes. His appearance in the final act is iconic it's it's beautiful um and it has a really cool female character it has um chloe played by matilda olivia who's uh, just a civilian uh who then transforms throughout the film but convincingly into someone who's going to do whatever it takes to uh get her little brother back which includes taking on nazi zombies the stakes are real the pain feels real it's great i really love it overlord check it out hmm. i shall that was the one better thing the one better thing one better thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it there goes. We go. It turns into ducks. <laughs> um, <laughs> how can people find out all about Baby Beard and its endeavors and triumphs? So, uh, shut up and take my podcast. Our Futurama podcast has just celebrated our 100th Woo! episode. And so you can find that out by heading on to either Spreaker or iTunes or finding us on the A Lot of Green Network, www.alotofgreen.com.au. Um, also, uh, hit us up on social medias or our email. Uh, that's babybeardmedia at gmail.com or on Facebook for memes and updates about what we're doing. Yep, we're also on Instagram, so check us out there. You can see um, our beautiful faces. You can see live streams. You can see funny videos we've done. Also, memes about pop culture. And just kind of check in on us uh, aesthetically, which I know you all love to do. I've seen their faces as well, uh, listeners at home, and I can guarantee it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a go. <laughs> cool. Okay, Paul, I guess in theory, if someone were interested in one good thing for some reason, how would they go about exploring that impulse? Oh, God. Sorry, I've just listened to the Baby Beard's extremely, excruciatingly professional <laughs> sort of spiel there, and I'm, I'm getting all nervous now. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I wish I, I wish I knew anything. God, I just wish I knew anything about about me. <laughs> a long, long way to go um, to become a Baby Bearder. <laughs> But until that time, if you do want to contact us, you can do so on Twitter and Facebook at OGTPod. You can send us an email at gmail at OGTPod at gmail.com. Other than that, we are also on the Allotta Green Network. I should probably mention that from time to time now with that we are actually on the Allotta Green Network. Thanks for reminding me with that as well. You're welcome. You can, uh, you can find us on there where they said a couple of minutes ago. The only other thing is thanks so much, guys, for coming on. It's 
fucking amazing as always ridiculous and crazy and chaotic and uh long <laughs> very long yeah and long and i can't wait to do it again given finish signing off i, I have oh good <laughs> bye bye <laughs> <laughs> okay thanks for listening to one good thing i'm paul salt i'm paul goodman i'm ellen i'm phil i'm sean and remember the one good thing about the predator is that every so often that 12 foot tall hulking giant predator that can tear people in half actually seems intimidating every now and then Ivan Strahotsky, more like. What's wrong with you?